Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 15, verse 39. This is one verse that is plucked out of a broader text dealing with the death of Jesus. There's actually a parallel text that we did a devotion on back in Matthew chapter 27, verse 51 through 56. You can go back and listen to episode 586 if you want to hear that more broad overview of this longer text. But today we're going to hone in on this centurion, this Roman soldier, and how he was impacted by the way Jesus died. Here's what chapter 15, verse 39 says. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last he said truly this man was the son of God or other translations he says truly this man was a son of God so I want to make a couple points about this but before I get to it we need to deal with the text at face value it says that when he saw that in this way Jesus breathed his last what is that referring to well in the verses before it talked about Jesus crying out Eloi Eloi lama sabachthani my God my God, why have you forsaken me? It also refers in a previous verse about Jesus crying out in a loud voice and then breathing his last. In a broader context, darkness has fallen in the middle of the day, which is certainly peculiar. There's reference to an earthquake. The curtain has been torn from top to bottom in the temple. So some wild stuff is going on. And in Mark, when it says that when the centurion saw that in this way he breathed his last, we don't know if it's talking specifically about how he breathed his last breath or if it's broadly dealing with all the circumstances surrounding Jesus' death. In Matthew's parallel text, it seems to suggest that something about the way Jesus cried out and then breathed his last had this impact. And in Matthew, it wasn't just on the centurion, but on the centurion and the other soldiers who were with him. So the first thing I want to mention as a point of application to our lives, you would have thought that if somebody was going to change from not believing he was the Son of God to believing he was the Son of God, that it would have to do with his teaching or seeing a miracle or something that's a little bit more I don't know, substantial or significant than just the way Jesus dies. But here we have this Roman soldier, probably a hardened man. He's probably seen many crucifixions. He's seen dead bodies. He's seen people die. Something about the way Jesus dies convinces him that this is the Son of God. And what this reminded me of is that we should never underestimate God's ability to use whatever circumstances he wants to help somebody come to an understanding of the truth about who he is. And the reason I think it's important for us to think about this is we need to be aware that our lives as followers of Christ are always on display. You might think that if you're going to have spiritual impact on somebody, it's going to be that time that you prayed for them when they were having a difficulty, or it was that time when you taught them something about the scriptures, or that time that you had a spiritual conversation with them. But people are watching us all the time, and they're evaluating who we are and what we're about in ways we don't know. But God could use something that you would never imagine having impact to help somebody else gain a greater understanding of who he is. So we want to be living in a way that is Christ-like in every aspect of our lives all the time, not just when we're doing spiritual things. Because God will use the things about us that we least expect to do his work according to his purposes and plans. Now, to be fair, we aren't Jesus Christ. And there was something totally unique about Jesus' death that will not cross over to just any Christian like you or I. But the point remains, don't underestimate God's ability 
ability to use the things we think would be unlikely in terms of impact on others. That's the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing I wanted to point out is that this is a Roman soldier who is likely polytheistic. He'd probably bought into the Roman mythology that we're aware of today. And whether he said that Jesus was a son of God or the son of God kind of betrays the fact that he didn't have all his theological ducks in a row in terms of his understanding of who Jesus is and how he relates to the one true God. Nevertheless, you've got this pagan Roman, this outsider, not part of the Israelite family, not part of the Jewish religion, who is accurately identifying Jesus as the Son of God when many Jewish leaders, chief priests, scribes, Pharisees, teachers of the law, refuse to identify him as such. I wonder if this isn't the Lord through Mark reminding us that his gospel message is going to have impact on the nations. It's not just for the Jewish people. We've talked about this many times as we've done the Bible overview. God's redemptive plan for the world was initiated in Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the descendants of them, the people of Israel. But from way back in the Old Testament, God's plan was always that people from every tribe, tongue, and nation, even the outsiders, even the unclean from the perspective of the Jewish people, would come to know him, to put their faith in him, to identify Jesus as the Son of God. And there's a little bit of irony involved here because the pagan Roman soldier who was involved in killing Jesus correctly identifies him while the Jewish leaders standing by, who, by the way, have more blood on their hands than anybody, refuse to see the truth of who Jesus is. This is good news for outsiders today, people who are far from God, people who are outside the church, people who didn't grow up in the Christian faith, people who are believing wrong things about God and who are living immoral lives. The gospel message will be used by God to impact even some of them. And some of them might have a more accurate understanding, a more authentic profession of faith in Christ than many of the learned religious people of our day. I've talked about the nonsense going on in so-called Christian institutions and seminaries. There are a lot of quote-unquote Christian leaders who are abandoning scripture and who refuse to acknowledge Jesus as the only path to heaven. At the same time, you got guys like Ron Gruber, who just popped into my head, a former motorcycle gangster and murderer who did time in prison. He doesn't have a seminary education, but this guy is living for the Lord in a powerful way. You can, by the way, hear his story on the CC Podcast Conversations. It's episode number one. You'll be blown away by it if you haven't heard it yet. Anyway, these couple sentences in scripture about this centurion are incredible, and I hope that he had saving faith, and I hope that someday we can talk to him in heaven and find out more of his story. Until then, come back tomorrow for more of Mark. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit 
input from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.